Welcome to episode 20 of Special Situation Investing. Today we're talking about Fortress Transportation and Infrastructure LLC, ticker symbol FTAI. For the remainder of the podcast, we'll refer to the company as Fortress. Currently, Fortress is a combination of two diverse sections, aviation and infrastructure. The reason for today's podcast is over the past few months, Fortress has announced three upcoming changes to the company. Number one, they plan to spin out infrastructure as a separate company. Number two, they plan to convert both companies from K-1 partnerships to C-corporations. And number three, they plan to uplist their stock from the New York Stock Exchange to the NASDAQ. Given these three upcoming changes, we thought the company was worth a deeper look and decided to share the details on the podcast. Diving into the business that is Fortress, directly from their website, Fortress says they invest across a number of major sectors within the transportation industry, including aviation, energy, intermodal transport, ports, and terminals. The goal of their Diverse mix of high-quality infrastructure and equipment is to generate predictable cash flows and strong long-term growth. The company's done this by investing in multiple assets, which can be subdivided into their two major subsections, aviation and infrastructure. Let's dive deeper by looking at aviation first. Aviation is the larger of the two subsections, comprising approximately 54% on an equity basis. As of December 31, 2021, according to their last annual report, Fortress owned and managed 315 aviation assets. This included 108 aircraft and 207 engines. These assets are leased out to 55 operators throughout 26 countries worldwide, with 84% of their aircraft and 67% of their engines currently leased out. It's also worth noting that this subsection of the company, aviation, operates with zero debt. Moving on to the second subsection of the company, which is infrastructure. It's the smaller of the two sections. It comprises approximately 46% on an equity basis, and it's comprised of four main assets. The first of those assets is Jefferson Terminal. Fortress owns a 60% equity stake in Jefferson Refinery LLC. This company owns a 250-acre multimodal crude oil and refined products logistics terminal, which is located at the port of Beaumont, Texas. The terminal is connected to three U.S. Class 1 railroads and sources oil directly from the three largest U.S. oil basins. Additionally, the terminal is a hub of international transport, as it services Canadian Pacific and Canadian National Railroads and is connected directly to Mexico via pipeline and the rest of the world out of the port of Beaumont, which is the fifth busiest U.S. port by cargo volume. Moving on to the second asset under the infrastructure umbrella, Rapano Port and Rail Terminal. Rapano, which is fully owned by Fortress, is located on a 1,630-acre site along the Delaware River in Greenwich Township, New Jersey, which is one of the most active markets or maritime markets in the United States. The site is being redeveloped into a multi-use port facility for energy products, bulk cargo, warehousing, and logistics. Rapano offers logistical optionality because it sits directly on the Delaware River, 
served by Conrail with access to CSX in Norfolk Southern, and has easy truck access to I-295 and I-95. Additionally, and recently, Fortress has built a new multi-purpose dock at the location. The third asset under the infrastructure umbrella is Long Ridge Energy Terminal. Fortress owns a 50.1% equity stake in Long Ridge. Long Ridge is situated on a 1,660-acre plot in Monroe County, Ohio, and Wetzel County, West Virginia, in the heart of the Marcellus and Utica shale formations. Long Ridge has three primary lines of business that are operational or in development, including power generation, natural gas liquid storage, transloading, and frack sand transloading. One asset at Long Ridge that I'd like to highlight is the 485 megawatt combined cycle power plant. In the fourth quarter of 2021, Fortress completed the hydrogen blending project at the plant, which has made it the first large frame power plant able to utilize hydrogen as a fuel in the United States. And the last asset within the umbrella of infrastructure is Transtar. Fortress acquired Transtar in July of 2021 from U.S. Steel. Transtar is a wholly owned and independently operated subsidiary of Fortress, providing transportation and logistics services to U.S. Steel particularly, and other third-party customers as well in the commodity sector around the United States. It has connectivity with all seven Class 1 railroads in North America via its portfolio of five short-line freight rail properties and one switching company. The products that these railroads um, use and provide uh, by a carload percentage breaks down to 54% steel, 32% coke, 13% ore, and 1% coal. Now that's a quick summary of the two major subsections of the company, aviation and infrastructure and the assets that are compri- uh, both are comprised of. Moving on now to a section comparative or comparison of value and growth of the two sections. And we'll be looking at mainly adjusted EBITDA. Starting with aviation, the adjusted EBITDA for aviation in 2021 was $340 million, with a estimate from the Q4 conference call for 2022 being 550 million. And that increase is largely due to the flight miles coming off, still coming off of COVID-19 lows. Moving on to infrastructure, starting with Jefferson, the adjusted EBITDA for 2021 was 10.6 million with an estimate for 2022 being between 50 and 90 million adjusted EBITDA. That growth there is from greater utilization of their Jefferson asset. Currently, it is only 33% utilized, and they are in talks with Exxon Mobil and Motiva, which are their two largest customers at Jefferson, to increase that utilization. If fully utilized, the adjusted EBITDA for Jefferson would be $150 million. Next, Moving on to ports and terminals, which combines Rapano and Long Ridge. The adjusted EBITDA for 2021 was $21.3 million, with the estimate for 2022 being $55 million. The growth there that they're looking for is particularly at Rapano. 
increased gallons through the terminal. And just for a little bit of history, in 2020, they moved 4.3 million gallons through the terminal. In 2021, they moved 130 million gallons. 2022, they expect to move 150 to 175 million gallons. And then the growth that they're looking for at Longridge, there are a number of areas, but particularly they're looking for growth in their hydrogen blending project at their power plant, particularly with the green initiatives worldwide and at the United, in the United States. And lastly, but not least, Transtar. Their EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA for 2021 is 28.1 million, with their estimate for 22 upping to 75 million. Now, I understand that that was a lot of numbers. I'm looking at a table now. Hopefully, I'll be able to simplify it and make it a little bit easier to understand. Let's start with aviation. Aviation's adjusted EBITDA for 2021 was 340 million. Estimate for 2022 is 550 million, which is an increase of 61%. Infrastructure, adjusted EBITDA for 21 was 60 million. For 22, 200 million, looking at an increase of 233% adjusted EBITDA. And then if you total both companies together for the combined or currently combined company, 2021 had 400 and 400 adjusted EBITDA and 2022 is 750 adjusted EBITDA. They're looking for an increase for the total company this year alone of 87% for their adjusted EBITDA. Now let's take a look at how we are projecting that the company might be unlocking value here in the near future. We talked about the three upcoming changes at the beginning of the podcast, and we're going to look at those in a little bit more detail right now. Number one, we're going to start with the uplisting from the New York Stock Exchange to the NASDAQ. This is supposed to occur and start trading on the NASDAQ on 26 April of this year, 2022. And the reason that that might unlock value is better and more consistent liquidity. The second area of unlocking value is the partnership to the C-Corporation change. Currently, Fortress is considered a limited liability company and treated as a partnership for U.S. income tax purposes. The reason that this change might unlock value is because many funds and many retail investors cannot invest in partnerships. So this would increase the pool of potential investors increasing liquidity and better access for investors to the company. And then thirdly, and more particularly, the spinoff details. The why of the spinoff is a, it's a pretty classic spinoff situation. It's a company with two very diverse sections, splitting into two separate companies. And in their announcement, they listed very common reasons for it so that both companies can more effectively pursue their distinct operation priorities, strategies, and capital allocation policies, hoping to get better performance and value for shareholders. The win of the company or when of the spin-off, when it first indicated that there'd be spinning off infrastructure, Fortress said it would occur in the first half of 2022. More recently, in their fourth quarter conference call, which occurred on 25 February, the CEO indicated that they are expecting the spinoff to be complete in uh, April of this year, which is this month. 
the what of the spinoff. Uh, we don't have as many details as we'd like right now because Fortress has not released their uh, 10 or form 10 to the public yet. Back on 20 December 2021, they did submit a confidential form 10 registration statement with the SEC, but they have not released that to the public as of this recording. What we do know about the spinoff is uh, some information that they released particularly during their last conference call. Uh, there was a question on there about the dividend and how that would be split uh, after the spinoff. And the CEO said that the current dividend would start by being 75% um, via aviation, and then 25% of that dividend would come from the infrastructure. And then it would grow there and after that uh, with the companies as they deem necessary. And finally... The spinoff is intended to be structured as a pro rata distribution to all Fortress co Common shareholders as of a record date that is yet to be determined. And at the completion of the spinoff, shareholders would own shares of both companies. Now, that is not all the information that we'd like to have on the spinoff. We'll be looking for the company to release their Form 10 in the near future. We are expecting that the spinoff should be complete by the end of this month. We'll be looking for more information and we'll update you as the information arrives. Until then, we'll see you on the next podcast.